Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Teachers Inspire podcast series for 2023. I'm Louise O'Neill and I curate Teachers Inspire, which is organised and run by Dublin City University. I am delighted to be back behind the microphone and meeting some of the amazing teachers behind the Teachers Inspire Awards. And nominations for 2023 are open now. So visit teachersinspire.ie and tell us about the teacher who made a difference in your life or in your child's life. We receive many nominations for Teachers Inspire from right around the country. All of them are special and I know that they have great meaning to the person who made the nomination. And as you can imagine, most of the nominations come from a former student. One that really stood out to me last year was for a teacher who retired quite a few years ago. But the passage of time did not diminish the memories his former students had of him or how committed he was to preparing his primary school pupils for what the future would bring. But as always with those extra special teachers who are Teachers Inspire awardees, there was a lot more to his influence than that. I am delighted to be joined by Joe McAndrew, retired teacher from Banagher National School in County Mayo, and by his former pupil who nominated him, Anne Lockney. Okay, Anne, I'll go to you first. Um, I am delighted that you can join us today. Can you maybe remind us what your primary school was like um, when you joined it in fourth class? Hi, Louise, and I'm very happy to be on the podcast too, especially to give more praise to my wonderful neighbour and teacher, Joe. Um, so I arrived in Banner National School um, in, I oh God, I actually can't remember, but I was in fourth class. Um, my father had, uh, my mother had moved back to his original parish and this was um, his original school. So I think we might have been the first, second generation family, if you know what I mean, that Joe might have taught. So um, so I come from a school where, you know, each classroom had one class. So like third class was in third, a room for third class and arrived to a school with just two rooms and third, fourth, fifth and sixth were in one room and taught by Joe. So it was a, a bit of a learning curve first to come into a room with your kind of the middle of the, the age groups. And there were only seven in the class and it was just one row for a fourth class. And I really remember my first day because I was an absolute nervous wreck, you know, when you're that age and you're arriving and, you, you know, you don't know anybody, you've no friends. And um, The first thing we had been asked to do was write a story about our summer holidays. And of course, I had got off on some creative spin and spoken about some magical land that I'd visited during my school holidays. And everyone in the class was reading theirs and it was all about what they actually had done. And then I was sweating in the back of the class going, this is going to sound so stupid. And I just remembered the first thing I said was, oh, uh, Master, I think I, I think I might have got it wrong. He said, there's nothing wrong about an essay. It's, it's your words. You, you just read it out. And as I started reading it, um, I obviously be, I became a little less anxious about it. And at the very end, he said, isn't it just wonderful to hear a story from your imagination? Very well done, Anne. And that was the start of my fourth class in Banagher National School. Oh, that's so lovely. I think it's so important for children and creativity to be almost given, you know, that permission um, and to be told that there you, you can't really make a mistake when it comes to creative endeavours. So uh, Joe sounds like an absolutely amazing um, teacher, but do you want to just talk a little bit more about like what prompted you to go onto our website and to nominate Joe for a Teachers Inspire Award? 
Louise, it was wasn't hard to to think of a million reasons to nominate Joe. Um, he he's just been so inspirational to me all of my life. I mean, Joe's retired twenty years, but he's still one of the friends or people I would call a friend that I would call to when I'm home. He has been the, one of the first people that I have phoned any time that I've had some academic success, which came to me quite late in life. And he's always so supportive. Um, and I, I think it was more because my oldest child has started uh, teacher training. And I see the amount of work that he puts into lesson plans and everything that comes with teaching, as opposed to just standing in front of a class and rattling off information, which is one thing Joe never did. He never made us feel um, that we were, you know, really learning. He had ways around everything. You never felt afraid to go and ask him, like we could be doing fractions for three weeks and it could be on the fourth week that I still wouldn't have it and I'd still go back and ask him. And it was never a problem. He never made you feel small or silly for asking any question. Yeah. And, you know, um, and when I was reading your um, entry, um, something that really struck me was that you know, like part of, I suppose, the um, award, we ask, was there anything that the teacher taught you that stayed with you? And and you replied that the lesson that you had learned in Joe's class was that girls have equal rights. And, you know, I mean, I suppose how important was that to you and to the other boys and girls in the class to hear that in in 1980s Ireland, where, you know, I'm going to take a wild guess and presume that wasn't a common sentiment at that time? Definitely not, Louise. And you're lucky not to have remembered the 1980s or been around for it because they were they were very, very different times. But no, Joe was just fantastic. There was, so there were two things. So um, as I said, he used to go off his uh, remit a lot and, um, you know, he'd be doing things like uh, all of a sudden we'd be doing, you know, the Lake Isle of Inishfree and then he'd just go, okay, let's talk about car engines. And we'd be looking around going, what? Right, you're all going to break down at some stage in a car and that includes the girls as well. So I want you all just to have a look at the board here. And he would draw a car engine and explain what pieces generally went wrong in it and how to fix them. You know, so we were never excluded. We were always brought into everything. We, you know, there were no girls uh, GAA teams that time. So, you know, we, we didn't have a reason to play football, but he would go down to the football pitch himself and he'd round us all up and say, right, come on, we're going to play. How, how many do we have? Okay, we'll have a tennis side now. So he'd, pick, he'd, he'd organise the teams, girls and boys, regardless of who or what was on the team. And off we'd go and play a game of football. And it was the same when he brought, I think it could have been one of the first computers that it was ever in a school back in the 1980s that he owned himself. He used to bring it up to the school once a week and he'd teach us all how to run programs and, you know, which basically entailed writing your name about 6,000 times on a, on a screen, a green screen. But um, nothing was segregated mm. with Joe. He, he was just phenomenal in that he listened to all of us equally. Uh, we all had ideas about different things and he, he never rushed to an answer. It was never, you know, there was always a pause because he'd think about what he was going to say next and generally it was the right thing, needless to say. But um he was just brilliant. And it, it, that really stands out to me that we all were treated equally. Amazing. Um, OK, now, Joe, to the man himself. Um, congratulations again on your Teachers Inspire Award. I haven't seen you since May. Um, I'd love to you know, know, how did you find out that you had been nominated? Well, it, it came uh, right out of the blue. Um, 
I got a phone call from Anne. I hadn't been in t- touch with Anne uh, since uh, my wife Mary died. That was three years before that, when she wrote me this lovely letter of condolence. I still have it. And uh, uh, I got the phone call from her. We had a chat first, and then she told me, you know, Joe, I have put you forward for a Teachers Inspire Award. And uh, she says, I hope you don't mind. And I said, well, go ahead. And I was thinking, well, I'll get nowhere anyway, so go ahead. <laughs> it's but a very anyway, Irish um, thing. You're just saying, no, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it, it was a complete surprise to me. I was uh, really flabbergasted that anybody would should think of me after these, all these years. But uh, as well as that, it was gratifying for me because... I, I always thought the teachers were never given credit for the great work they did. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when Anne got off the phone, the f- what's the first thing I did? I asked Mr. Google about <laughs> Teachers Inspire. <laughs> and I got all the information from him. And I was delighted that there was such an organization because I, I've seen some of the finest teachers in my lifetime, secondary, primary, and even at third level. And they never got credit for the great work they did. Mm. And the way they managed to change the educational system in Ireland to cater for the new technology that was Mm. coming down the road. I totally agree with you. And I think that's the point, really, of this initiative is that we really do believe that teachers should be recognised for their contribution, you know, not just in our lives, but in a community, um, you know, as a whole. And like, Joe, when did you retire? I retired 23 years ago. 23 years ago. And like Anne is, you know, she's talking about the 1980s. So we're talking 40 years ago. I suppose, what does it feel like to know that 40 years later that the impact that you made on that child is something that she still remembers to this day? Like, I mean, you know, you did change her life. Yeah. uh, uh, Well, I tell you, when I started teaching Louise, Ireland was a completely different place. Mm. It was, we had a, a country which is really a third world country. There was poverty in my my area, in the rural area in Mayo, and in the west there was there was terrible poverty. There was no employment. The only thing when I started teaching that the children had in mind leaving sixth class was the boat or the the, the plane mm. away from Ireland to get work in England. And it was very, very difficult to motivate them at that stage. But anyway, um, one of the things I I did when I went to college, I went to England every year uh, to earn a few bob for the next term. And I dug up the streets of London and I built roads, I built houses, and we laid cables. And uh, there, it was a great education for me because I met some of the finest Irish lads you'd ever meet. Yeah. Big, strong lads and as bright as could be. Yeah. Talented. And I said to myself, my God, you should not be here. You should be at university. Yeah. You should be lecturers. You should be teachers. You should be doctors. And it saddened me to see that this was happening to Ireland. And therefore, I, made, I vowed at that time that when I go home, I was going to do something about it because I was very patriotic and idealistic at the time. <laughs> uh, when I came home, uh, it was a big shock. But anyway, when I did come home, I, you see, I had bought all those books I could because I was born engineer um, and I had this fascination with engineering all my life. Yeah. 
And uh, because I had that um, love of engineering and technology and science, I, I, I brought a lot of that into the school because I said, well, I realized because I saw the picture of the first microprocessor that was ever made, a small little chip and I, I could not believe, because I'd followed electronics and electricity all my life, that they were able to put 7,600 transistors on a small little chip of silicon. Yeah. And I read about what it could do, and I said, this is going to change the world. Yeah. And how right I was. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. know it was going to change it so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when I came home, I, I said, well, right. I'm going to make a start in my own school mm. and I'm going to give the children experience of all this new technology which they will be using as soon as they leave school. Yeah. And I realized that in this new technological age there will be no uh, difference uh, or no reason for any difference in gender. Yeah. Or in, in uh, whether you are rich or poor or anything mm. else mm. that everybody should get the same a chance because what in my time these students I met these people I met in London never got a chance yeah and I was very anxious that everybody should be treated with fair play I suppose if if you were talking to someone who you know is in teacher training or who is interested in becoming a teacher like what would be the one piece of advice that you would have for teachers that are starting their career today the one thing I, w I would say to them is this, know your own worth, mm. because um, that that is something that teachers should know mm. how important that they are in in, in, in society. Um, it, it's really underestimated because the Ireland that I knew abject poverty mm. to the fifth wealthiest country in the world in my lifetime mm -hmm. is a huge change. Mm. And what did it was education. Mm. What drove the education? Mm -hmm. The teachers did. Yeah. And in my lifetime, I've seen some, so many wonderful teachers, yeah. really, really great. And they had this dedication to, to teaching uh, and the, to uh, making the kids uh, feel that they were as, uh, as good as anybody else. Mm -hmm. Give them self-confidence in themselves. Yeah. So I would say to the young teachers that uh, they have an extremely important role to play and to realize the influence they have on young youth uh, growing up. And as well as that, to keep the technology going as well, because mm -hmm. Now, in every generation, teachers have to face different problems. Mm -hmm. We faced our problems when we started off. Now they have their own problems because the world is changing again. Yeah. You have now the internet, which is a huge uh, store of, of knowledge, like an encyclopedia in the air. And of late, they have now added to that algorithms, which is able to think and use that uh, use that all the information it has at hand there uh, in seconds from all the, the information that's on the net to do things. Mm -hmm. I use it all the time mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's frightening and they'd have a job to cope with that mm -hmm. and bring in that bring into that mix as well the development in quantum mechanics and the quantum computers which are up to a million times faster than the ones we have now. It's mm -hmm. just mind-boggling mind mm -hmm. to think of it. 
that's the world the new teachers are going to have to deal with mm. and it's not going to be easy mm. and uh, you know it, it has its dangers and okay when you come to think of it I just say this as well the new technology is great and all that but in all our rush for wealth and, and uh, you know nicer life and all that we have forgotten the one thing that is most important of all and that's mother nature mm. we never we have neglected our planet mm-hmm. and then you'd, we'd have to go back to the times of the Druids when they were custodians of nature and we have to go back to that again and the teachers will have to really make that point very very forcibly with the children they're teaching now because it, it is very very serious this global yeah. warming people don't realise it yeah Joe, I could, I honestly, I could sit here and talk to you for hours. You are so fascinating. Um, And I also think you sort of perfectly exemplify what Teachers Inspire um, is all about and what I think we're trying to do um, with these awards. Um, So thank you so much um, for talking to me today. Thank you so much for like the years of dedicated service that you've given um, in the classroom and outside of it by the sounds of it. Um, So yeah, I just, you know, I think if 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 every classroom in Ireland had a teacher like you, I think we'd be, the, you know, that our future would be safe. Thank you, Louise. I don't think I deserve so much praise. Oh, no, I think you do. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of the first episode of our new series. Now, remember, you can find out more about Teachers Inspire and you can nominate a teacher at teachersinspire.ie. And while you're there, you'll also find links to other episodes of the podcast. Or if it's easier, you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Until the next time.